So God, we thank you. Clap those hands one more time that you're able to do it. You can have your seats. Welcome to our online family. Thank you guys for tuning in. Oh my God. And I know he can do it. You're one of the reasons why I know he can do it is because of this amazing series that we've been in for 137 weeks. <laughs> we have been in Faith University and Pastor Darius has been blowing our minds with these amazing messages. And hey, I feel like faith is, oh, my faith has just been shifted and encouraged in such a way that I'm just believing God for some crazy stuff right now. And you should too. And so we're grateful for that series. But today, we jump off on a new series called Tis the Season. Tis the Season. It's the season for you to see something you've never seen before. Tis the Season means it is the season. So whatever you speak it to be, whatever you speak, whatever you say, whatever you say you can have, it is the season to be blessed. It's the season to be healed. Whatever you need it to be, I promise you it's going to be that for you because you got faith on another level in this season. And so I'm grateful. My name is Todd Galbraith. I am an associate pastor here at Change Church, and I'm going to be jumping this series off. Pray for your boy. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be jumping this series off, and I am so excited about what God wants to say and what God wants to do. So, yo, let's jump into this word. Let's jump into this word. Do me a favor. Open up your iPhone, your iPad. Uh, I don't know what Android people use, whatever it is y'all got over there. Open that up. Open up your coffee table Bible if you got that available. <laughs> and go with me to John chapter 5, verse 1. John 5, verse 1. We're going to start there and we're going to jump. I'm excited about this today. We're going to jump into this. So the word of the Lord reads, sometime later. No, let me stop. I got to stop and give honor to our amazing pastors. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We have two of the greatest leaders in the world. I said, let me back. Brandon, I was like, let me back up. I felt, I was like, I'm missing something. I'm missing something. We have two of the greatest leaders in the world. Can you help me honor Dr. Darius and Pastor Shamika Daniels? Yes. That is my, that's my guy. <laughs> they are amazing, and I thank you guys so much for trusting me with this moment. Now, let's go to the book. <laughs> Here we go, John 5, chapter 1. Somebody shout, I'm ready. Here we go. Sometime later, Jesus went to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now, there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred, while I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. And at once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. Somebody shout the title of this message with me. I still want it. 
Oh, that was that was passive. That was a little passive. I know it's December. I know you thought it was going to happen in January or February. I know you thought at least by June, God, you would have come through for your boy by now. But if you really believe it, I need you to shout it one more time. Say, I still want it. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I am absolutely nothing without you. But with you, I can do anything. Speak now some wonderful truth that you would have for us to hear. Lord, inspire us and change us today through your word. Father, do something special. Do something unique today. God, we need a word from the Lord. And if you don't do it, it won't be done. Have your way. Kingdom of God, come. Will of God be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, shout it again. Say, I still want it. Listen, I grew up with two amazing parents, James and Stella Galbert. I'm sure they are watching right now. Hey, Ma. Hey, Dad. Uh, um, two amazing parents. Two of the hardest working people I know. My parents are hard workers, and they made sure that as a child, I always had what I needed, always. If my mom had to go bust a double at the plant, then she busted a double at the plant to make sure I had what I needed. If I needed sneakers for the basketball team, my dad, who's a carpenter by trade, would go find a little side hustle or a gig to make sure that I had my sneakers to be able to play in the game. They, they always made sure that I had what I needed. But when it came to my wants, that was a different story. That, that was a different, because I was a kid and I always, I was always asking for something. I was always like, Ma, can I, can I, can I, can I get this? Can I have that? Can I have that? And my parents were like, uh, you know, we weren't rich by any stretch of the imagination. I don't even think we were middle class. But my parents worked so hard to try to make sure I had what I needed. But with my wants, it was hit or miss. It was like, yo, my mama, my mama was the queen of this phrase. And maybe your parents used to say the same thing. My mama was the queen of, I'll see. I used to... I used to be like, Mom, Mom, can I, can, I, can I get those new Jordans? I'll see. I'm like, Mom, Mom, but the, the, the video game just came out. That new Legend of Zelda just came out. Anybody know anything about Legend of Zelda? Y'all too young. Y'all too young. That new Legend of Zelda just came out. Mom, can I get that? I'll see. And I'm like, yo. And so what my mom would do, eventually, a lot of times she would come through for me, but she would always do it weeks after the fact. When I wanted it, I'm like, yo, I want, the, I want the Jordan so I can get to school and flex in the cafeteria like everybody else. I want to pull up on day one. But my mom would always get me the stuff weeks after it came out. I mean, sometimes even a month after it came out. So I would have to go over my boy house to play the video game. I'd have to go over my boy house to ride his bike because I'm waiting to see if my mom is going to come through. And so my mom would eventually, watch this, she would eventually come through, but it would be weeks after the fact. So she would come into the house and she would be like, Todd, I got the game. And I'm walking up with an attitude because I'm like, I didn't have to play the, play the game at Tim's house for the past three weeks. And you show up three weeks late with a doggone game that I asked you for three weeks ago. Now, of course, I said this in my mind because I'm not crazy enough to say this out loud, but I walk over to my mom, and she looks at me, and she can tell on my face I got a little attitude, and she says, you better fix your face. You better fix your face. As hard as I worked, I worked a double so I can buy you this little game. You better fix your face and fix your attitude. And I'm like, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. And so she would look at me, and she would say, Todd, I know it's late, but do you still 
want it. And I, and I would say, you know what? You know what? I know it's three weeks late. I know I had to play my boy's game before I got my game. But I would look my mama dead in the face and say, mama, I still want it. And, and, and you know what? It didn't even make a difference that it was three weeks late. Brandon, when I got it in my hand and I got to my room, it being three weeks late didn't even make a difference because I was just so excited that I had it. And let me tell you something. It's one thing to play your friend's video game. It's one thing to ride your friend's bike. But it's something altogether different when you got your own. I dare somebody to put in the chat, I want my own. I, I want my own I will cheer for you I'm happy for you I will celebrate you but I want my own I want my own I want my own and so I love my mama mama you know I love you but I used to get so frustrated with your timing it was it was her timing I knew she was gonna do the best she could do but I I used to get so frustrated at her timing and just like I was frustrated with my mother's timing I would get I, as an adult I would get frustrated with God's timing anybody ever been frustrated with God's timing like, come on, God, you see me in this. You, you see what I'm facing. You see what I'm going through. Why is it taking you so long to come through for me? Sometimes his timing can seem cruel. Sometimes his timing can seem cold. Like, like, how can you watch me in this and not do anything? How can you see my heart being broken and you not do anything? It could seem like his timing is cold. But the old mothers used to put it like this. He may not come when you want him but he's always on time he's always even when he's late he's on time even when you lost he's on time even though when your heart has been broken he's still on time he has a way he has a way he has a way his timing is perfect his his timing is perfect he's the God who knows how to leave you in it long enough until you learn what you're supposed to learn but he's also the God who knows knows how to snatch you out of it just in the nick of time he's the God watch this he's the God that'll let three boys three Hebrew boys be put into a fiery furnace and he'll let them stay there and stay there long enough until they realize that there's somebody in the fire with them he'll he's the God he's also the God watch this that'll rush into your apartment when he sees that your heart has been broken when he sees that you're overwhelmed with life and he knows how to allow the peace of God to rush in just in the nick of time and overwhelm you with his peace his timing is perfect he's the God that will allow a young man to go and ask his daddy for his inheritance and say daddy I want my inheritance and God will allow him to go in the streets turn up in the club pop bottles make it rain on strippers until he loses everything and end up in a pig's pen eating pig's food until God leaves him there long enough for him to wake up and say you know what I ain't gotta live like this he knows how to leave you in it just long enough for you to come to yourself his timing is perfect listen come here Lazarus he's the God that'll show up at his friend's funeral he'll show up four days late Ike he'll show up when the chicken is cold from the repast 
when the flowers are dying by the graveside. Oh, when they begin to throw the obituaries in the trash can. Oh, he's oh they 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 have people have begun to go back to the airport and catch their flights to go back home because the funeral is over. And then here comes Jesus. Here comes Jesus walking past people, looking at him like, man, you didn't even show up for your boy. Here comes Jesus walking past two sisters that are brokenhearted because they're like, how in the world didn't you come through for your friend? And he shows up and walks up to a tomb filled with dead people and says, Lazarus, come forth because nothing is too dead for Jesus. Nothing is too broken for Jesus. Nothing is too over for Jesus. His timing is perfect. His timing is perfect. His timing is perfect. His timing is perfect. I know it don't look like it's perfect, but it's perfect. I know it don't feel like it's perfect, but his timing is always perfect. Dr. Darius Daniels frames it like this. He says God's timing is his kindness. I said God's timing is his kindness because sometimes, Joe, he loves you enough to make you wait. Is there anybody in the room that's grateful that he loved you enough to make you wait? Oh, my God. Because there are some things that if he would have gave me in my 20s, that he gave me in my 30s, I would have blown it. I would have wasted it. But his timing is his God. Sometimes he loves you enough to let you stay right there. No, 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 no. You're not ready yet. Stay right there because that's an extension of his love. You ready for the promotion? But he's like, I can't promote you. You're too petty. You're too petty to be somebody's boss. I can't, I, I can't, I can't let you be over a team of people. You're too arrogant. No, no, no. He, he, he makes you wait until he builds character in you. He, he makes you wait and he develops you in this process because sometimes, watch this, there are sometimes God wants to fix you before he blesses you. Yeah. And we don't like that. We just want the blessing. We just want what God has for me. It is for me. But God has said, no, 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 no. Let me fix you because it's pointless. Hear me. It's pointless to pour something expensive into something that is broken. It is pointless to pour something into a cracked vessel when it does not have the capacity to hold what God is trying to pour. And I don't know about you today, but I'm like, God, fix me before you bless me. Fix me if you got to do surgery on me, if you got to remove me from the situation, if I got to move to another state, if I got to do something different, whatever it takes for me to be able to sustain the blessing that you're bringing in my life, whatever it is, do it. I'm ready. Somebody shout, do it, do it, do it. Whatever it is, because it's not worth it for God to extend that much energy into bringing something in your life and you not having the ability to sustain and to be able to keep what he's blessing you with. His, his timing, his timing, his timing is perfect. His timing is perfect because, and, and with us, we don't like waiting. <laughs> and so, because we don't like waiting, especially when we're immature. When you're immature, waiting feels like torture. But when you're mature, you understand, okay, God's still doing something. Even though I don't see it, it doesn't mean that he's not moving. Even though I don't see it, it doesn't mean that he's not working behind the scenes to bring it into my life. So, so, so the older you get, the more you say, you know what, I don't mind waiting. Uh, Isaiah penned it first. 
But then Maverick City put it in a song. They said, they that wait on the Lord shall renew, renew their strength. They shall mount up, up on wings like an eagle and soar. They shall walk and not get weary. They shall run and not think, because that's what happens when you wait. When you wait on God, it gives him an opportunity to do something in your life that can never be done if you rushed into something too soon. Somebody shout, I'll wait. <laughs> I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait because waiting, waiting sometimes, no, I'll say it like this. Some things are just worth waiting for. Uh, uh, now listen, I don't know, I don't know if this is a, <laughs> I don't know if this is a black thing. Um, where's Morgan? Where Morgan? Is Morgan in here? She is, Morgan is very white. <laughs> so I wanted Morgan to tell me. Does she do this? Does she, does, does her people do this? But my people, right, my people will go through a drive-through, right? And we primarily do this at a restaurant that sells good french fries. And we will go through a drive-through and we will order, let me get, let me get a number four, um, no onions, no pickles, extra ketchup, uh, large size with a Coke Zero for the drink. That's my order. Order what you want to order. Um, uh, Coke Zero for the drink. And then the lady will give you uh, the amount that you owe. And before I end uh, the order, I say to this lady, I said, ma'am, can you make sure that my fries are hot? Now, Morgan, I don't, do y'all do that? You don't do that? Okay, okay, so it's just, it's just my people. <laughs> We would say, can you make sure that I have hot fries? Now watch this. Her response, nine out of ten times, is the same thing. She says, no problem, sir, but it'll be three to five minutes. It'll be a three to five minute wait on those fries. Watch this. But my response, 100% of the time, is always, I'll wait. Because some things are worth waiting for. And I pull my car right up. I pull into that little space and I sit there and I scroll on Instagram and I'll be just as happy as a bug in the rug because I know what's coming is exactly what I want. And if I'll have the patience to wait for fries, if I have the patience to wait for something that can only satisfy me temporarily, then I'll have the patience to wait for my miracle. I'll have the patience to wait for my blessing. Oh, he said I'm the head and not the tail. I'll wait. He says I'm above only and not beneath. I'll wait. He says no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'll wait. He said I'm healed by his stripes. Somebody shout, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. Oh, God, I'll wait. I'll wait. I've had to cry, but I'll wait. I've had to struggle, but I'll wait. I had to be alone for some seasons, but God, I'll still wait because some things are worth waiting for. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Before I wait for, before I take something that won't satisfy me. Before I rush into something 
that's going to leave me empty. That's only going to satisfy me for a season. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. And so, I'm almost done. We get to the text where this man has been waiting for 38 years. <laughs> you thought waiting in 16 months in the pandemic was something. This man has been waiting for God to come through for 38 years. And so at the top of the text, we see that Jesus, uh, he comes to the festival. He comes to the party because my Jesus likes to party. That's from the book of Talladega Nights. You'll get it. <laughs> you, you'll get it later. But Jesus, Jesus leaves the party. Watch this. He leaves the elite. He leaves the cool kids. He leaves the good time to go down to a pool in Bethesda. Now watch this. This isn't uh, the pool at the Four Seasons. This isn't the pool at the Ritz-Carlton. This is a pool that is surrounded by broken people. Some theologians suggest that there are hundreds of people here who are paralyzed, lame, sick. These people have wounds open. They, they're, 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 it probably smelled like feces and urine because there's no bathrooms around. And there are hundreds of people trying to get to one pool. And so Jesus, watch this, Jesus leaves the party to come be around some broken people. Jesus leaves. He does not bring an entourage. He does not bring his disciples. He goes by him. He makes a decision for whatever reason that I'm going to leave this place of fun, leave this place of comfort, and I'm going to go down to get to some people, hear me, that can't get to me. Is there anybody watching online? And is there anybody in this room that's grateful that when you did not have the ability, I feel like running, when you didn't have the capacity to get to him, that he came to me? Oh, that when I didn't have the wherewithal, when I didn't have the sense to get to him, I'm grateful that he came running after me. He leaves the festival. He leaves the party to go down to a nasty place. To go down to a place that most people would avoid when they're walking past it. They would say, I don't even want to see that. I don't even, I don't want to smell that. I don't, I don't want to be a part of that. And Jesus walks directly to it. And he gets there. Watch this. He gets there. Uh, and he sees this man. And the Bible says that he inquires about this man. He learns about this man. He learns about his condition and he finds out that this man has been in this condition for 38 years. Jesus is like, yo, who, who is that guy? What's his deal? What's, what's, what's his story? What's, what's going on with this dude? And he learns about the dude and he walks over to this dude and he asks this man, to me, can I just be honest, the dumbest question you can ask a man that can't walk. I'm like, Jesus, why would you ask this man? You know he's here. He's been coming here. Watch this for 38 years. Why would you ask this question? And can I just pause right there in the story for one second? Because when I first read this, Brandon, I thought this man had a faith issue. I said, oh, he has a faith issue. That's why he responded the way he responded. But Holy Spirit let me know he didn't have a faith issue. Because it takes faith to keep coming to a place for 38 years. Oh, it takes faith 
when you haven't seen any results to keep showing up. It, it, it takes faith to keep serving in the parking lot and your marriage is falling apart. It, it, it takes faith to show up and be a greeter when you still feel the lump in your breast. It takes faith to keep coming and coming and coming and showing up and worshiping and worshiping when you see no results. For 38 years, this man saw no results. He saw no results. And watch this. Listen, this isn't 2000, I mean 2021. Uh, there, there were no specialized vans to take this man to the pool. There were no buses. There, were no, there was no transit system that was built to take him to the pool. Somebody had to literally, hear me, pick him up and take him to the pool. So for 38 years, he had people looking at him like, man, you ain't tired yet. We still got to take you here. We still got to pick you up. Man, it's been 15 years and you still want us to come. I can imagine him feeling that anxiety every time somebody showed up, that he felt that shame. He, I can imagine how, how his feelings were hurt at the look of people when they looked down on him because they had to take him again and they had to take him again but listen to me I can imagine this man after 20, after 30 years and people are coming up to him and casting casting their frustration on him I can imagine him looking up from his mat when somebody showed up at his door and said do you still want to go and I can imagine him looking up with tears in his eyes I can imagine him with tears in his eyes saying, I know y'all frustrated with me. I know y'all tired of taking me, but I still want to go. I still want to go. I still want to go because today may be the day that I receive my miracle. Watch this. Watch this. After 38 years of coming, if that would have been the day, Jovita, that he made up in his mind that I'm not coming, he would have missed his miracle. He would have missed his miracle if he allowed the frustrations of other people, the frustration of disappointment to overwhelm his heart to the point where he said, today I'm staying home. He would have missed his opportunity for his miracle. Whatever you do, change. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep serving. When the doors are open in New Jersey, keep coming. Oh, when it's time to serve, keep coming. Keep coming. Keep tuning in every week. Oh, keep going to YouTube and watching. Whatever you do, keep coming. Your miracle is waiting for you. Just keep coming. Keep showing up. Keep being faithful. Keep paying your tithes. I know it doesn't look like it's working now, but I promise you Jesus is on the way. Somebody take 30 seconds and praise him if you're going to keep coming. Hallelujah. Keep coming. Keep coming. I know you haven't seen the results yet. I know you haven't received a miracle yet, but keep coming. Keep coming my brother keep coming my sister I promise you I promise you it's gonna be worth it in a little while so here we are I'm done almost <laughs> Jesus gets to this man and he asks him this question that on the surface seems a little ridiculous but watch this he asked this man King James Virgin say, says 
wilt thou be made whole? He asked him, do you still want to be healed? And I was frustrated at the question, but Jesus asked this man this question because he understood, hear me, that this man has had, God, I thank you, a front row seat at watching everybody else get the thing he wanted the most. For 38 years, he had a front row seat to watch everybody else get the thing his heart desired the most. You've been coming for years watching everybody else get the promotion, watching everybody else have the baby, watching everybody else get married, watching everybody else have children. But God sent this little country boy from Rayford, North Carolina to ask you the same thing he asked this man at the pool he asked this man I know you've been coming for 38 years but I want to know do you still want it and I come to ask my change family I come to ask my worship team I come to ask the people in the studio I know you thought it would have happened earlier this year but God told me to ask you do you still want it do you still want it? Do you still want your miracle? Do you still want your breakthrough? Do you still want the thing he promised you? I dare you to jump on your feet real quick, even right in your house, and lift up those hands and tell God, I still want it. I still want it. I still want it. I know I'm older now, and the devil told me to let it go, but I still want it. I still want my miracle. I still want my breakthrough. I still want the thing that you promised me. Somebody throw your hands up and say, I still want it. I still want it. I still want my son saved. I know he's been on drugs for seven years, but I still want it. I know we filed the divorce papers, but when I lay alone at night, I still want it. Is there anybody here that has a, that's made a decision that even though I haven't even experienced what I thought would happen by now, God, I still want it. I still want it. I still want it. I'm older now, but I still want it. I made some bad decisions, but I still want it. I still want it. I dare you to walk around your house shouting, I still want it. I still want it. I still want it. I still want it. I know I'm old, but I still want it. I know I'm young, but I still want it. I know I'm black, but I still want it. I know I'm white, but I still want it. I know I don't have the money, but I still want it. I'm done. He wanted to know. God sent me here to ask you at the end of the year, with a few weeks left, do you still want it? <laughs> do you still want it? Jesus, do you still want it? Do you still want it? I know everything around you is saying it's too late. I know everything about your life is screaming there's no way that can happen for you. But God, I still want it. I know I blow it sometimes. I know 
I make some dumb decisions, but God, I still want it. I still want it. I still want it, Jesus. I still want it. I still want it. I still want it. I still want my family saved. I still want my children saved. I still want to start the business. I still want the house. God, I still want it. I still want it. I still want it. And Jesus says to this man, cool. Now take up your bed and walk. His excuse at the beginning was, I don't have anybody to help me. But can I suggest to you that the reason why God has you in the situation that he has you in is that he set it up for nobody to be able to help you but God. So that when he does this thing in your life, you're going to be able to say, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. He, he told him, no, 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 no. You don't need any help on this one. Take up your bed and walk do you still want it or have you allowed disappointment to rob you of your desire to believe that God can still do it some of you have been married to disappointment you've been holding hands with disappointment you've been going to sleep with disappointment you've been waking up every day with disappointment but do not allow disappointment to rob you from believing that God is still able. After 38 years, he was still able. Asked the woman with the issue of blood, after 12 years, he was still able. He's still able to do it. He had dealt with disappointment for so long that it was easier to give God an excuse than a yes. Today, I need you to give him a yes. I need you to give him a yes. Yes, I still believe. Yes, I still trust you. Yes. I, oh, man, it don't make sense. But yes, God, I, I still believe you. I still trust you. And I bless you, Father. Three things are going to come at the bottom of the screen, and we're praying, and we're going home. We can't have inspiration without application. Three things. Number one, God is not going to do what you can do. <laughs> take up your bed and walk. There are some things you are praying for that you have the ability to change if you just make better decisions. God is not going to do what you can do. Number two, you have to let go of the excuses. Everybody, every, everybody's had it hard, girl. Every, everybody's had a bad, a bad hand. Everybody has a story. Everybody's uh, been through some stuff that they can just sit back and say, I give up. You have to let go of the excuses. This man says, I don't have anybody to help me. When all he really needed to say was, yes, Lord. Let go of the excuses. And number three, just do what he tells you to do. The first miracle Jesus performed was at a wedding and his mama came in and was like Jesus they ran out of wine and Jesus was like yo it, it ain't my time yet ma so um yeah I don't know what to tell you and she ignores what Jesus said and told the servants just do <laughs> what he tells you to do the first miracle was performed off of obedience Amen. obedience has to be the floor of you receiving the thing that you've been praying for just do what he tells you to do. Change, do you still want it? Yeah. Lift up your hands.
still want it, God. <laughs> Seems too late. Feels like it's too late, but we still want it. So, Father, I pray against the spirit of disappointment that has robbed so many of my brothers and my sisters from believing that you are who you are when the promises of God are yes and amen. Father, there's still time. We believe today that even though the enemy's trying to make us believe that there's no way it can happen now, that I pray that faith will begin to rise like fire in somebody's belly today to believe again that they'll take their dreams off of the shelf and dust them off and believe you for it again they'll pull back out that business plan and believe again they'll go register for school and get back in it again father they'll believe you for the thing that seems impossible because you specialize in doing the impossible you're able to do it our responsibility is not to give up your responsibility is to do the hard work. So, Father, we thank you that as we keep praying, as we keep coming, as we keep worshiping, as we keep giving, as we keep coming after you, that, Lord, you're doing some things that behind the scene are going to blow our minds. We thank you and we bless you. And just one more reminder, God, we still want it. God bless your change. time of the year at Change Church. Every year at Christmas time, as a church family, we look for opportunities to bless our church and our community. And this year, we are hosting a Change RS. Change RS is where we turn our New Jersey locations into a toy store to bless families who may otherwise do without at Christmas time. This year's Change RS event will take place on Saturday, December 18th in Ewan, New Jersey and West Hampton, New Jersey. To make this happen, we need you. We need your prayers and we need your participation. If you would like to serve by helping us set up the event, shop for toys, serve families, and more, head over to lifechange.org to register. And it doesn't end there. Change R Us is sponsored by the Change Foundation. And if you can sell financially by donating to the Change R Us campaign, head over to lifechange.org. Our prayer is that families attend this event to serve or be served and that they experience the life-changing love of God. We'll see you at Change Your Us. Change family, we're back for another in-person gathering. And this will be a Christmas experience to remember because we're celebrating Christmas on December 19th all the way live at our New Jersey locations. That's Ewing at 9 a.m. and West Hampton at 10.30 a.m. And our online services will be streaming at our normal stream time. It's the season to spread some holiday cheer. And we can't wait to worship with you. Hey family, if you or someone you know has been touched by cancer, we want you to know that you do not have to walk through this time alone. Join our virtual Let's Talk Cancer Support Group Tuesday, December 14th at 6 p.m. Visit lifechange.org for more details. Know that we are here for you.